It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course. Our guest today is the great Don Chigazola. It's ChigazolaMerchants.com. You have one of the coolest jobs in the world, uh, Chigazola Merchants. Explain what uh, Chigazola Merchants does. I know you travel all over uh, Italy. What a cool gig that is. I see it all on Facebook, and I get jealous every time. Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, there you do. You pop up, and I go, why can't I do that? <laughs> you know, I, I pinch myself every day for, for and, what I give to you. Well, you should. But uh, <laughs> along with my son, Tony, we drive, we literally drive the back roads of Italy looking for native Italian varietal wines by small family producers. And when we find one that we think is an excellent representative of the terroir of that area, uh, we develop a relationship with the family and then arrange to have it imported over here to Northern California. And uh, we have license to import, distribute, and sell direct to consumer via our website. So um, we absolutely love what we do, and I'm so excited because I just uh, – got back from uh, Italy in September. We spent the entire month of September um, touring around, uh, meeting with uh, many of our current producers, looking for a few new producers. But um, uh, tonight, Steve, I brought to share with you the wines of our producer in a little village called Montefalco in the region of Umbria. And it's a fabulous producer named Benedetti and Grigi. And uh, what you're going to be tasting tonight are the wines of Umbria. Wow. In fact, the first wine you have in your glass is one of the most popular, one of the most prevalent white wines of Umbria and the Montefalco area, and that is Grichetto. Um And uh, one of the fun things that you're going to hear uh, tonight about these wines is we're talking Italian wines, but this wine has a link to a Greek god. So, Eros. Eros. Uh, does anybody know what uh, Eros is the god of? We know that. <laughs> uh, doesn't he have his own porn site? Yeah. <laughs> he, might, he might. Well, you know. I think he does, yeah. Uh, but uh, Umberto Benedetti, who is uh, the uh, owner of Benedetti and Grigi, uh, he gave this wine the fanciful name of Eros, uh, uh, the god of love and passion. And uh, the name of the grape, Grichetto, you know, obviously implies this has Greek origins. So uh, to honor the, the origins of uh, this wine from Greece um, that made its way to Italy, he's giving it the name of Eros, uh, 100% um, Grichetto. Uh, but and it's uh, what could you compare Grigetto to? It's, it's not really a shard like uh, no. necessarily. It's uh, not, it doesn't have the the richness in the mid palate. It's leaner. It's more delicate. It's it's really oriented towards shellfish like uh, oh you know oysters and things like that. It's a really delicious wine, but it's not rich. It's got that marine influence in the aroma. It's a little lemony and it's gorgeous. Very light on the palate, uh, easy to drink. Uh, this uh, you'll find served in uh, all of the restaurants in Umbria, and as Dan mentioned, paired with uh, well, it's paired with first courses, salads, soups, uh, uh, seafood, uh, <laughs> shrimp, 
That's great stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, very, it goes down pretty easy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Have we mentioned that this is California wine country? <laughs> you know, Harry's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> Just because I don't listen to the show and don't seem to care. He doesn't have to, you know, just immediately. Okay, what's the name of the show? I believe this is California Wine Country. Brought to you by? Bottle Barn. Thank you. And with? Dan Berger. And? And Don Chigazola. Okay, we're covered now. All right, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Jeez. A few people have told me over the, the last few months, Oh, we love Harry on your show. You guys sound like... An old married couple, giving each other grief all the time. I'm not sure where I stand on that. No, I'm not sure either. <laughs> You're sitting and yeah. <laughs> All right, Don, what else have you brought from Italy? So, uh, the next white in the lineup uh, from Benedetti and Grigi is uh, hmm. uh, a white wine from the grape Trebbiano Spolatino. And when Trebbiano Spolatino is... Uh, produced around uh, within the Spoleto Valley, they give it the name Spoleto. So uh, the the wine is called Spoleto, but uh, the grape is Trebbiano Spoletino, and this is a varietal that um, I was telling Dan before the show. Uh, I added a new word to my vocabulary and and learning about this wine. It'll be word of the day for us. Uh, Atakinus. This is an Atakinus varietal. Have you ever heard that word before? A talkingist. A talkingist. Yes. In fact, I was uh, this summer at Kaiser for that same thing. <laughs> you broke your talkingist. Uh, yes, I, I did. They put me in a cast. Uh, what the hell is that? And a talkingist, a varietal, is one that is indigenous to that area, meaning it was believed to, uh, to originate from that area, as opposed to one that was uh, imported in or transported in and right, okay. in that area. So uh, there are two talkingist varietals in uh, the Montefalco area. Trebbiano Spolatino is one of them. And the second one you're going to taste uh, at the end, the Big Red Sangrentino. Beautiful. Well, this is I- an interesting wine in one respect because the aromatics of it indicate that it's like a blend of Pinot Grigio and Gewürztraminer. It's got a little of each. <clears throat> the I could see that. Com- yeah. Well, yeah, the spice component is subtle, but it's ne- definitely there and it really should work extremely well with any kind of seafood that has fruit added. So, for example, uh, there's a, a dish called sole veronique, which is sole, but it's poached in uh, white grapes. And it's a gorgeous, it's a wonderful dish. If you decide to make it at home, this is the wine for you. I'm thinking mussels in the cream sauce, too. Uh, cream sauce, if it's light enough. If it's heavy... This wine might not stand up to that. This is really, this is a fascinating wine. It's not sweet. Uh, uh, so many Gewürztraminers are sweet. This one yeah. doesn't have any sugar. This no, is gorgeous. All, in fact, all of these wines uh, tonight you're tasting are completely dry. Uh, Dan, what would you estimate the uh, residual acid is on that? It's, it's pretty high. I would say it's probably up there around 7, seven grams or 7.5 grams. It's just over 6, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's got great acidity. Wonderful food wine. I am one of the uh, great makers of uh, Linguini uh, Vongolet. Vongolet. Oh, definitely. This is this is the this wine for that. Is perfect. Absolutely. I have to steal that bottle because I'm going to make uh, and make sure that you Vongolet uh, over the weekend. And uh, and do not use uh, for your parsley. 
Only use fresh. No. Never use a jar of parsley. No, that I don't. Work. I don't. I only use fresh parsley in my uh, vongolet and mm. ling- linguine. Uh, that is delicious. really special. That's it's a very, good. very different kind of wine because you, when you smell it, you think it's going to be a little on the sweet side, but it's not. Not at all. <laughs> no, completely dry. Yeah, and I should have mentioned on the Grichetto, the first one we tasted, uh, that retails for 30 and this... Uh, Spoleto retails for 34 Okay, and the Spoleto is a 2019. Spoleto is a 2019. Uh, so uh, they uh, they sit it down for uh, a little while in the bottle before they release it, and then the Grichetto is a 2020. So, I can, uh, I can understand. These just came over uh, in my last shipment. Yeah, I can understand why this wine was put down for a little bit, because without that, the mid-palate would have been uh, somewhat harsh. And this way, by giving it an extra year, it broadens the mid-palate, gives it softness, but it's, there's no sugar, so that, that's why it's such beautiful balance. Yeah, the softness on the palate, I agree completely. I mean, it's just, it, you want to kind of hold your sip in the mouth for a little bit. That's what I do, because yeah. otherwise it gets, it's too cold this way. Let it warm up in the mouth, and yeah. then it, it broadens. And you really it. taste yeah. a lot more. Gorgeous wine. Uh, and, Dan, you're probably not going to be surprised, but these vineyards are high-elevation vineyards. Uh, these are at about 400 meters, which is about 1,300 feet above sea level. So very cold at night, very warm during the day. And huge drainage, which means that the uh, grape variety struggles to get its moisture, which is the best thing for it. Don, talk a bit more about uh, Umbria. Umbria. And, and some of the famous places in uh, Umbria. Umbria is a uh, really popular destination yeah. for tourists. Uh, Umbria is located dead center of the country. Uh, it's about uh, 170 kilometers north of Rome, about a two and a half hour drive from Rome Airport. Um, and it's uh, surrounded by Tuscany on the west and the Marche on the right and Emilia Romana on the north, Lazio on the south. So it's dead center of the country. Uh, some of the most popular and well-known hill towns in that area, Perugia, Orvieto, uh, Montefalco, where these wines are from, Assisi uh, is right there, Spello, uh, you just go on and on. I mean, you could... Uh, we spent nearly a week there in September, and uh, you could spend a month there and not see everything. Yeah, very cool. And uh, Harry, by the way, you don't have to have Dan turn his mic off when he's eating food. It's part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we like to hear the crunching. Crunch, 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 exactly. crunch, crunch. We crunch. like that. <laughs> well, just tell people it's not the wine I'm yeah. chewing on. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of minerality in this one. Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> the great Don Chigazola is with us. It's chigazolamerchants.com. You should check out everything that he does and what he uh, offers and the stories of his great trips with his son to Italy where they drive around. And I just love the fact that you're dealing... Uh, Mostly, I, I guess, with uh, small family wines that you find and and talk to and then get to know. And, uh, and that's correct. Uh, we are so fortunate and just grateful to have relationships with these families now. Uh, we consider uh, these um, 12 families that we have in our portfolio as our second family. And yeah. I email them. 
uh, back and forth in the morning. They're asking how the kids are doing. Um, it's like having, you know, an expanded family uh, over in Italy. That's and so the, cool. the reason that you won't find these wines in supermarkets is that they just don't produce enough. Most supermarkets say, uh, oh, we love your wine, we'll take 20,000 cases. And the producer starts <laughs> laughing and says, we made 200. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's so true. Very true. Yeah, yeah very, very but true. But if you go to uh, chigazolamerchants.com, you can find out how to order uh, some of these amazing wines. What else you got there, Don? Well, first I want to say a little bit more about this family. Uh, sure. Actually, it's a, it's a union of two families, the Benedetti family and the Grigi family, both very well-known and long histories in agriculture in the area, um, growing grapes. Uh, but it wasn't uh, until recently that they decided to join forces and start making their own wine under their own label. Hence, the, the label Benedetti and Grigi was born. Umberto Benedetti, uh, who's the patriarch of the Benedetti side, uh, is actively involved in the vineyards, in, in every aspect of it. And he did something very, very smart. He hired, I think, one of the most talented young winemakers uh, that I've come across in a long time. His name is Matteo Basili, and Matteo has done just a fantastic job. Umberto has given him every resource he needs to produce the finest wines there, and I think he's done just a marvelous job. I'm getting the break sign from uh, Joe Pasquini, who's in for Mike DeWald. For decades, Bottle Barn in Santa Rosa has been providing Sonoma County with an unmatched selection of the finest wines, beers, and spirits. With everyday low prices and the best product knowledge around, Bottle Barn is the best place to find the most amazing deals in wine country. In fact, Bottle Barn is where wine country buys their wine. Every week on the drive, when I ask winery owners, vintners, and winemakers where listeners can buy their wines, they say Bottle Barn in Santa Rosa. And the prices are always the lowest anywhere, trust if you're not shopping at Bottle Barn, you're missing out on the best deals, not only on wine, but every kind of beer and spirits. Check out their craft beer section. Wow. And remember, Bottle Barn can ship wine to most states. Go to BottleBarn.com for details and all the great specials every week. And listen to California Wine Country every Wednesday at 5 on The Drive. To find out what's new and on special at Bottle Barn, 331A Industrial Drive in Santa Rosa. Hello again, I'm Sonia in Milan, Italy, with the pronunciations of the wines that Don has brought in today from Umbria, in central Italy. Sagrantino is the name of a grape and the red wine made from it, primarily around the town of Montefalco. Grechetto is a family of grape varieties thought to have originated in Greece, also used to make red wine. Some local varieties are Grechetto di Todi and Grechetto di Orvieto. Spoletino is grown around Spoleto and is one of the many local names of Trebbiano, a common white wine varietal. Cheers! Oh, hello. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn, Dan Berger, of course. Uh, and our guest today is the great Don Chigazola. It's chigazolamerchants.com. You really need to check it out. And I'll, uh, for our five o'clockers, just checking in, Don, uh, reiterate exactly what it is Chigazola Merchants does, because it's so fascinating. Chigazola Merchants is uh, my son Tony and I, and we 
drive the back roads of Italy looking for native Italian Verrata wines from small family producers. And when we find one that we think is an excellent representative of the terroir of that district, strike up a relationship with the family and import them over here to Northern California. We're licensed to import, distribute, and sell direct to consumers via our website. And when Don writes his book, it's going to be called Adventures on the Park Bench. Yes. Uh, one of the one of our my favorite ways of finding these families is um, within every little hilltop village in Italy, there's always a piazza and a centro, and there's always a park bench. Yeah. And the old and guys are playing. The old uh, guys are there. They're all dressed in their suits. No, no. And yeah. uh, they're either playing a game or they're just sitting there drinking wine. And so I'll go up to them and introduce myself and say, hey, I'm uh, in Montefalco. I'm looking to find out who makes the finest Sangrentino in this area. Uh, can you tell me who you think is the best? And they all have many ideas. Oh, and so immediately and an argument breaks out. Of and course. they start yelling at each other. And uh, <laughs> and when he hears the same name from two different people, yeah. he writes them down. <laughs> and so um, I get names that way. And then I go knocking on doors. What a cool gig. Uh, again, ChigazolaMerchants.com, C. H-I-G-A-Z-O-L-A. Check it out. This uh, red wine that you uh, are serving us now, the Montefalco DOC Red, Rosso, is a phenomenon. Racy acidity, uh, fabulous aromatics of San uh, San Giovese, but there's a note of that beautiful uh, uh, Merlot that's in here. This is an astounding one, and it's so young, it's going to need at least three or four more years before it ever really shows itself. This Tell is a it. 2017, and Dan's right, this is a blend. Uh, this is also one of the DOC red wines of uh, Montefalco. It is called Montefalco Rosso, and it is a blend of 70% Sangiovese, 20% Sagrantino, and 10% Merlot. And uh, it's uh, aged um, about 18 months in oak, and then aged about another six months in the bottle before they release it. Mm, it's lovely, gorgeous wine. You, I can't imagine having any kind of an Italian dinner without a wine like this, because you could drink this today without a blink. <clears throat> You're going to get so much more with an extra th- two or three years. Okay, but uh, today, tonight, in the decanter for a cu- couple hours, that's going to help. Probably will help, yeah. But, I mean, if even if you didn't have a decanter and you had a straw, it's going to be good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dan Berger, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, with this wine and also the, the next one I'm going to pour for you, I have opened uh, a bottle and decanted it, not finished it, and then the next day, it tastes even better. Yeah. Um, you know, frequently I hear from some of my Italian producers is they think we drink our wine too soon. Let it open and let it breathe and, um, you know, let it get some air. Well, there's a subtle spice character in here that you don't see very often. And this is the kind of wine that if California could make a wine like this, they'd never sell it because people expect more. But here, less is more. This wine has got everything going for it and lower alcohol. It's not one of those 15% alcohol monsters that needs an ice cube. (laughs) Uh, This is a wonderful food wine. uh, And you're going to want to pair this with, um, you know, your pasta and bolognese 
or uh, roasted red meats. Um, you need some, uh, even some game. Uh, just but uh, even a good marinara sauce oh, yeah. mm. would work well with yeah. this. Exactly. I, I was saying to Kathy off air, what's an Italian meal without uh, tomatoes in the dish and a red wine on the table? Amen to that, Dan Bergerino. <laughs> Take that. Hey, hey, hey. What else you got there, Okay, Don? so the final one we got for you tonight is the Big Red of Umbria. The grape is called the Sagrantino, and this is a DOCG wine, which is the highest quality level of Italian wines. And uh, let's see. Let's get you some. Kathy, Here. Dan, you need Here. some wine there. Um yeah, this one I got a taste. This is now the Sagrantino grape um, is one of the most tannic red grapes you're going to find in Italy, and it's uh, the tannins are so strong that they have to age it for several years before it's even approachable. So this is a 2015. Uh, this is the current release, and uh, it's aged 24 to, th- to 36 months wow. in oak, and this then about stuff. another uh, six months in the bottle before they'll release it. That is a big boy. What, uh, do you know what the alcohol is on this? 14.0. So this is a lower alcohol red wine, but the intensity of the tannins, this is like, it's like putting tar on top of uh, cement. I mean, this is really heavyweight stuff. And if it's done well, then after this many years, you're going to have a very smooth wine that has tremendous aging potential, 25 to 30 years. So this is 2015. 2015. Dan, how long would you lay it down? Well, personally, I'd put it away for 25 years, but uh, since I don't have 25 years no, left. Yeah. Dan, I wanted to point that out. <laughs> well, I just said Will so, you yeah. be putting Neither it in of the, us have 25 that's years. Per, so. Absolutely. Unless you put it in the cryogenics tube with there you. We go. Yeah, put it in the cryogenics Now, you set him up. I'll be hanging next to Walt Disney. In there. <laughs> hey, Walt, wake up. Look, I got some really good wine. What I like about this wine is that from smelling it and tasting it, the uh, the sense that I get is that if you be, put this in a decanter for about 24 hours, seriously, and not even cor- recork it, just put it in the decanter for 24 hours, you'll come back to it and say to yourself, I need more of this stuff because this All is right. really good. Just aeration helps a lot. Right, okay. But, Don, when you introduced this, you said 25 to 30 years, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Dan, you're not off with your, I'd put it down for 25 years. Wow. You could. It's very, I no, think it's he's very, not off with the fact that he doesn't have yes. 25 years, too. <laughs> but I do have some 25-year-old Chianti, which are the same basic grape variety in a certain way. It's like, it's like a little bit like Chianti, and it's a little bit like a, a Chianti on steroids. And my 25-year Chiantis have never made it. 25 years is way too much for Chianti. This stuff, 25 is like next week. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, and they prune the the heck out of these vines, too. These vines, again, are at about 1,300 feet elevation. So, uh, you know, these are high-altitude vines. They, they prune them down to where they only get about two tons per hectare. Um, or, excuse me, two tons per acre. Uh, about six tons per hectare, so two tons per acre 
uh, a fruit on this. So they'll drop a lot of fruit just so that the remaining fruit has the character and the intensity. Right. And the secret right, to right, this wine, right, among right. other secrets, is that there's no raisiny component. Zero. This wine is it's a, it early harvested to get 14%, and what you get is intensity and power without much uh, of that rich, oily character that sometimes comes into wines from a warmer region. So what's interesting about this grape as well is Sagrantino, Montefalco Sagrantino, first came out in the 70s as a dessert wine. Really? And uh, they um, halted the fermentation early, and it was the wine that was served during uh, the festivals and um, um, as a pasito, as a... As a uh, you Dr- know. Dried grapes. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until the 90s that uh, the dry Sagratino became popular that it is today. So you won't be able to find very many examples of Sagrantino that are 25 years old because most of them never were made that way until fairly recently. But what you sense in this wine is a wine that you really need to have really rustic. Talk about your wild game, preferably still alive. (laughs) (laughs) So quick roadkill. Look, roadkill. He's still alive. Let's eat him with this great wine that uh, Don brought. <laughs> you know, if, if any of the listeners are planning a trip over to Umbria, I would say they have to make Montefalco as, as a destination. Um, it, just, it is a hilltop town surrounded by nothing but vineyards, and every road you go down is another cantina. What is the largest city that it's nearest? Montefalco, the largest city would be Perugia. And, uh, that's not a very large city. Yeah, Harry said, well, it's pretty good. So that's one of the largest in Umbria. Okay. So uh, metropolitan cities uh, would be Rome. Okay. So uh, you're, you're talking about a two-and-a-half-hour drive north of Rome. Okay. If you're into Italian wines in any way, shape, or form, you need to go to chigazolamerchants.com. Check out everything Don and his son uh, have to offer from all their visits. How many times are you going uh, these days? How many times well, a year? Um, pre-pandemic, uh, we tried to get over there two to three times a year. Um, we had not visited Italy during the pandemic sure. um, yeah. until this last September. And then uh, September, uh, we spent the entire month there. How are they doing over there in my homeland with the uh, the pandemic currently? You know, they're doing outstanding. Uh, they uh, have a very high rate of vaccinations, a uh, very high rate of compliance with masking. Uh, every area we went to, I would look up the vaccination rates, and they were uh, 80 uh, 80 and north of 80 wow. uh, percent vaccinated. Well, so that's good to hear. I felt very safe there. Chigazola. Merchants.com, folks, please check it out. Uh, and if you're into any uh, Italian wines, that's the place to go. And you're not going to find uh, the stuff that Don brings to us uh, at Bottle Barn or anywhere else. So you have to go to ChigazolaMerchants.com. And you can find the Sagrantino on the wine list at Cabianca on 2nd Street. Well, there you go, Cabianca. That's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> what a great place that is. Uh, all right. Don Chigazola, ChigazolaMerchants.com. Dan Bergenino. 
<laughs> Do we know what's going on next Wednesday? That's our final. No, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. I'm bringing more than one wine from the cellar. We know that. Well, you brought one today because we usually open the show with Dan's cellar. Well, wine, I, but even he said this sucks, so we, I, well, we blew it off. That wasn't exactly my line, but <laughs> hey, listen, I had I'm working. On, I was working on. <laughs> I misquote people all the time. <laughs> I believe I'm the more term than happy to be misquoted. Was it. mediocre. Mediocre is what I said. Okay, yeah. it's a, it's, well, a third, it's a tooth. But he, he being an Italian, mediocre <laughs> comes out as well. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Good translation. Thank you. Listen, uh, what I was thinking of was that Zinfandel is on the decline, and a lot of good Zinfandels out there are not being bought because. All Zinfandels are on the slide. So we're uh, investigating a story right now to see what's going to happen with Zinfandel in 2022. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> and well, that's was, good. This was the wine that I brought, and it didn't work out. So that's way. <laughs> <laughs> or, as, or as Harry would say, it sucked. <laughs> it's better than the vinaigrette you brought last week. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, some but, bad stuff. But I had lettuce with, to go yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, so. I went fine with your salad. Yes. <laughs> California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn every Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour. Thanks to Dan Berger, as always, and special thanks to Don Chigazola, ChigazolaMerchants.com. Pleasure to see you, my son. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, God Steve. God bless you. And, uh, folks, we will be uh, having Don back again in 2022, and we can't wait. It's always a pleasure to have you in, buddy. Can't wait to be here. All right.